Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Eagles beat the New York Giants 34-17 in North Jersey to clinch the NFC East, clinch a home playoff game. They are going to host the Seattle Seahawks Sunday at 440 at the link. I got the Hall of Famer Ray Dininger to break down what happened yesterday and kind of look ahead a little bit towards the big game between the Eagles and Seahawks on Sunday. Ray, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Uh, Who's most responsible for the Eagles going on a four-game winning streak rallying to win the NFC East? Well, um, I will echo what the head coach said uh, yesterday uh, about this being a team effort. It really has been. Uh, I mean, everybody's contributed uh, in all phases, offense, defense, special teams. Everybody's had a hand in this, uh, including half a dozen guys that have come off the practice squad. Uh, It's been pretty amazing. But if you have to identify the one guy, the big guy, uh, it would it would be the quarterback. It would be Carson Wentz. I think that, you know, when this season was kind of twisting in the wind and could have gone a lot of different ways. I mean, he was the one that uh, he was the one that kind of grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and started pointing it in the right direction. And you know, and every week now for the last four weeks in his four game winning streak, uh, I mean, they've all been close games and they've all been games that needed to be won in the fourth quarter, and and he's won all four of them. So. Um, yeah, I think it's been it, this. This run has been really about the quarterback, and you know, regardless of how this all plays out in the postseason, if they, you know, if they if they go on a little run here and, and go deeper in the playoffs, which everybody's hoping for, or if they lose on Sunday, which is entirely possible, um, I think uh, you know, I think it's been a positive this year. I, I really do, uh, because the one thing you've got is is your your quarterback has really has really taken that big big step forward from just being a promising young quarterback to one of the elite quarterbacks. And that gives you something really, really good to build around next year. And and you mentioned the word elite. Uh, He passed for 4,000, more than 4,000 yards this season. And unless I'm mistaken, no other Eagles quarterback has ever done that before. So, so what does that say about his performance? Uh, It's, it's, it's it's significant. You know, I don't know how many 4,000 yards is not uncommon in today's NFL. There was a time when it was, unheard of. I think the first quarterback in the NFL that ever threw for 4,000 yards in a season was Joe Namath uh, back, way back in the 60s. So that's a long time ago. Uh, now, 4,000 yards, you get, you know, several guys will do that every year. But this franchise has been around since 1933. That's a long time. And uh, they had never had a 4,000-yard passer, but they got one now. And, you know, I don't think Carson Wentz is a big numbers guy. I don't think he worries a whole lot about statistics. I don't think he worries a whole lot about personal records. Uh, I think he's a, he's a guy who just plays the game to win, and that's the big thing. You know, I mean, in post-game interviews, you see him asked a lot about, you set this record, you set that record, you, did, you threw this many touchdown passes, blah, blah, blah. And he always just sort of shrugs and says, well, you know, the thing is we won the game. And that's really how he approaches it. I think it's one of the reasons why he's a really good leader and I think why this team has really rallied around him. And the team has also really rallied around Doug Peterson, who for the third year in a row, in many in different type of circumstances each time, has done a really good job of, of just taking care of business, specifically in December. Uh, is I know the guy won a Super Bowl a couple of seasons ago, but is, is this considering all the injuries they had, the fact that they were 5-7, and seven, the fact that they had 
bad losses, specifically to Miami. The fact that they looked bad against the Giants in the first half and were iffy against the Redskins a couple of weeks ago. Is this the best coaching job in the four years that he's been here that Doug Peterson has done? Yeah, well, we kicked that around yesterday a little bit on the uh, on the postgame show. Um, and you're, you're right in saying uh, this is three straight years in the postseason, which is a pretty good accomplishment. Uh, and each of the seasons has had a little bit of a different sort of a character to it. Um, but uh, And so you, you, it's legit to ask the question, was this his greatest accomplishment? Because overcoming the, the ridiculous number of injuries they've had this year, it, it was a great accomplishment. But I, I, I still think, yeah, I still think 2017. <laughs> I still think 2017, uh, the, the season that ends with him holding the Lombardi Trophy, that's, that's still going to be a little tough to top that one, especially when you consider you know, that they, at, you know, in, in the month of December, they lose, they lose Carson Wentz, who at that point was the MVP of the league. And they put in Nick Foles, who was a guy there was so much doubt about whether he was up to the task. Uh, and, you know, they changed the offense, they changed the playbook, and all of a sudden they kind of reinvent Nick Foles and turn him into the Super Bowl MVP. I mean, that was, I mean, that's one of the great coaching achievements of all time, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's the same sort of dynamic. I mean, it's, it's, it's largely about rallying the troops and getting them to believe and all that kind of stuff, which is really kind of the essence of coaching. Uh, and he's done that each of the last three years. But if I had to put them on a scale, um, I would still say 2017 to me is the greater achievement. But who knows? I mean, this we haven't finished writing this story yet. So who knows where this one's going to end? Right. And, that, and that's actually my follow-up question. That The story of this season isn't done yet. But as, as far as the regular season is concerned, and you know the Eagles history better better than anybody else. You've written several encyclopedias, Eagles encyclopedias. How does... But before you know the playoffs tell the story that uh, ultimately of what this season is, just regular season speaking, how, how unique is this season? How does this season stand out compared to others? Where does this go in the encyclopedia of Eagles history? Oh, way, way, way up, way, way up. Because it, I mean, it did seem so. Uh, I mean, it really did seem like it was falling apart for a lot of reasons. Uh, I mean, the injuries first and foremost. I mean, you were just losing. Not just losing players, but losing key players every single week, uh, and always asking yourself the question: Well, you know, at what point is is it too much? At what point is is the next guy going down more than we can overcome? That was a question we asked every week. Okay, this has got to be it, right? I mean, they can't possibly survive this, and they would. So um, I don't ever remember a season where you were staring at that as long as as often as this team was. And the other part of it was, I mean, there were there were a couple points in this season where just judging by performance, I mean, just watching the games, I mean, they, you know, I, I mean, we're sitting here now and you're in the playoffs and there's kind of a warm glow to the whole thing. But, I mean, there were some Mondays that you and I talked and and the, and the situation was pretty bleak. I mean, some of those losses, I mean, they lost, they lost some, uh, you know, some games to really bad teams. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, the Lions were not a good team. The Falcons proved to be not a very good team. I mean, there, there are few teams worse than the Dolphins. Uh, and 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 yet, you know, and they came back from all of that. And I've I've I think that's the I mean the term is overused, uh, but there but there's 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 something to be said for resilience and uh, the character of the players you have on your team, uh, their ability to stick together, which is hard to do in today's professional football, uh, and the ability of the coach to find ways to win with guys who aren't just backups but are backups to backups. I mean that's kind of what they were playing with down the stretch in a stretch of four games that you could almost say every one of them was a playoff game because any loss could have eliminated you. And yet they found a way to win in the fourth quarter of all of those games. 
And, you know, ultimately, I think we got to credit the coach and you got to credit the quarterback, but you also got to credit the, the character of the guys that were playing because they, every week, they, every week it was a different kind of challenge, but every week they met it. And there's going to be more challenges coming up this week, Ray, because the, the status of Miles Sanders still very much up in the air with his ankle injury that, that has some tests coming up. And the same for Brandon Brooks and his shoulder. Uh, both corners, obviously Ronald Darby's done for the season, but Jalen Mills missed yesterday. Uh, the Eagles have you know s- several more injuries to deal with on, on top of the ones that they had going in to the Giants game. So... Factoring all of that in, what are your thoughts and, and your concerns heading into this matchup against a Seattle team that's lost three out of four and, quite frankly, was like an inch last night from winning their division? Yeah, that was. Um, I was. I was surprised. I thought they were going to get beat worse. <laughs> I mean, if, if you if you just matched up the two teams going into the game, even though the game's in Seattle, um, I, I really thought. I really thought that San Francisco was going to beat them soundly, and it kind of started that way. I mean, San Francisco was was in control of the game early, and I kind of thought they might even blow them out. And then Seattle fought back, but that's, you know, again, it's a little bit the same dynamic with that team. I mean, they've had a bunch of injuries, but they have a really good coach in Pete Carroll, and they have a really good quarterback in Russell Wilson. And when you have those two things, at those two things, you can you can rally the, the other guys, and you can overachieve to a great degree. And the Seahawks, I would tell you, have overachieved to get this far. Um, and where do you go from here? When I was, you know, the Eagles are so battered right now uh, that I was kind of hoping, when just waiting for the news to come out about when the Eagles were going to play this weekend. I was really hoping that they got the late game on Sunday, which is what they got, mm-hmm. because I, I really think that getting that extra day helps. You know, I mean, they've got so many guys hurt uh, that having four o'clock on Sunday as opposed to you know, early on Saturday, I mean, that could be the difference in getting Miles Sanders on the field or not. I mean, it's really that true. I mean, some of these guys you're not going to get back. We know that. And and I at this point, knowing the extent now of the injury to Zach Ertz, I, I kind of doubt he's even going to play at all, no matter how far you go this playoff, which, I mean, that's a huge loss. But I, I really think that, uh, I, that the Eagles caught a break. I think having one more day to get some guys healthy is probably going to be something that they could really, really use. And then did they catch a break for the fact that Seattle didn't score that touchdown in the final seconds last night, and it was San Francisco that won? Is is Seattle a more favorable matchup for them than the 49ers would have been? Yeah, by far. I I really do think that. And um, largely for that reason, I mean, they've lost a lot of guys to injuries. I mean, to the point where this past week, I mean, they were were just out of running backs. I mean, they had nobody. Uh, And so they reached back into the closet and pulled out Marshawn Lynch. Uh, and played him, uh, but they're—I mean—they've got so many guys hurt. There are no running backs. The offensive line has been beat up all year. Uh, injuries on defense. Um, you know the Seattle defense, the Seattle team, which we kind of still associate with great defense from their Super Bowl run a couple years ago. The defense right now is is not even close to what that defense was. I mean, they're 26th ranked in the NFL, uh, and as good as Russell Wilson is, I mean, he has just been beaten up and chased around the field all year. I mean, he's been sacked 50 times, uh, and people don't realize that. And, and he's a mobile guy. I mean, he can get out of a lot of trouble. But, I mean, he's been, he's been on the ground way too much this year. Um, so, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, they came in here and they played the Eagles earlier this season, and they beat the Eagles at the link, but it was a low-scoring kind of game. I mean, they, they struggled to get to 17, but held the Eagles to 9. Um, I don't know if this game's going to play out exactly the same way, 
Uh, and, you know, you look at the record this year, and it was a strange Seattle team in that they, they used to always be unbeatable at home, uh, and you could occasionally beat them on the road. And this year has been the opposite. I mean, they were just a 500 team at home, but they've been very good on the road. So I'm by no means suggesting that this is going to be an easy game because nothing has been easy with this Eagles team all year. Uh, but I think if, if you had the choice, and the Eagles would never say this, but if they had the choice to pick their opponent in this first-round game, they would, they, they would pick Seattle before they'd pick San Francisco. Well, it should be very interesting. It should be a lot of fun, a lot of fun to preview, which I look forward to doing with you Friday morning. Ray, thanks for the time as always. Have a happy and healthy New Year, and we'll talk to you Friday morning. Happy New Year to you, David, and I look forward to talking to you on Friday. Thanks. Talk to you then, Ray. Hall of Famer Ray Dininger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.